Dear loving Father in heaven, thank you Lord for giving us the privilege to be among the living today. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to go through our devotion from that I may know him. The knowledge of God is a very important thing for us and we ask dear Father that as we take this opportunity to study your word, you will grant us graciously of your spirit that we may understand and have a saving knowledge of Jesus that we may be conformed to the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I commit myself to you, dear Lord, and I ask that you consecrate me to your service. May your spirit be upon me, put your words in my mouth, and may I speak forth blessings to all who listen. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. That I may know him. January 4. Superficial knowledge not enough. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. There are many mysteries in the word of God that we do not comprehend. And many of us are content to stop our investigation when we have just begun to receive a little knowledge concerning Christ. When there begins to be a little unfolding of the divine purposes to the mind, and we begin to obtain a slight knowledge of the character of God, we become satisfied and think that we have received about all the light that there is for us in the word of God. But the truth of God is infinite. With painstaking effort, we should work in the mines of truth, discovering the precious jewels that have been hidden. Jesus meant just what he said when he directed his disciples to search the scriptures, John 5 verse 39. Searching means to compare scripture with scripture and spiritual things with spiritual. We should not be satisfied with a superficial knowledge. We do not half realize what the Lord is willing to do for his people. Our petitions, mingled with faith and contrition, should go up to God for an understanding of the mysteries that God will make known to his saints. An angel's pen could not portray all the glory of the revealed plan of redemption. The Bible tells how Christ bore our sins and carried our sorrows. Here is revealed how mercy and truth have met together at the cross of Calvary. How righteousness and peace have kissed each other. How the righteousness of Christ may be imparted to fallen man. There, infinite wisdom, infinite justice, infinite mercy, and infinite love were displayed. Depths, heights, lengths, and breadths of love and wisdom, all passing knowledge, are made known in the plan of salvation. He who desires the truth in his heart, who longs for the working of its powers upon the life and character, will be sure to have it. Says the Savior, Blessed are they which do hunger and test after righteousness, 
for they shall be filled. Matthew chapter 5 verse 6. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Superficial Knowledge Not Enough. When we think of the meaning of the meaning and consequences of a superficial knowledge of the word of God, what may come to mind or at least what comes to my mind is the sermon on the mount. Jesus explained first in that sermon the consequences of a superficial knowledge and then proceeded to explain what a superficial knowledge is. The people in question who had the superficial knowledge were the scribes and Pharisees. They did not understand the depth to which the word of God goes. When we talk about superficial knowledge not enough, we're talking of a superficial knowledge of the word of God. We are looking at the devotion that I may know him. The only way to know God is through his word. We have learned yesterday that the only way one can show that they know God, have a saving knowledge of God, is if they keep his commandments. And those who are not keeping his commandments, they don't know God. They don't know him and they cannot know him. And only when we have the meekness, lowliness of Jesus with an open mind and we are self-distrustful, only then can we be able to even hear and receive the words of Jesus. Jesus said about the Pharisees that they could not receive what he was saying. And why? Because they were not of God. He was speaking, but they were not hearing. Their heart was waxed gross and they could not open their ears to understand or to perceive so that they can be converted and healed by Jesus. But we need to have blessed ears and blessed eyes so that we can understand and perceive. Because of this, in consequence of the Pharisees' dull hearing, heart that was waxed gross, eyes that could not see and perceive, they had a superficial knowledge of God. And their superficial knowledge of God was shown in their superficial interpretation of the word of God. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus was giving an attack to the superficial knowledge of the word of God. Have you seen it that way before? Maybe you haven't. But by the grace of God, we would understand that today. In the Sermon on the Mount, after Jesus had given the Beatitudes and blessings for different characters of peacemaking, mercy, and being, ri- being righteous, those who are poor in spirit, he then entered into his word to talk about the real understanding, the deep understanding, as opposed to the superficial understanding of his word. Matthew 5, reading from verse 17 to 20, he said, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. 
Who are the people in question that Jesus used as an example of superficial knowledge? The scribes and Pharisees. The scribes and Pharisees in Jesus' day had a superficial knowledge of the word of God and of the commandments. And Jesus said that it was not enough for us to be in the kingdom of God if that was the understanding we have. Since our intellectual knowledge is a function of that which we practice and vice versa, we can also say that a superficial life is not enough. A practice of the superficial meaning of the law and the word of God will take us nowhere. That's what Jesus is saying. Except you go beyond the superficial of the scribes and Pharisees, you you can in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. This is the consequence of a superficial knowledge of the word of God. We must dig deep to understand the deep things of God. Like many today, the scribes and Pharisees did not understand what David understood when he said in the book of Psalms 119 verse 96, I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. Amen. The word of God in its entirety is exceeding broad and there is no end to its perfection. It is deep, it is not superficial and we must dig deep in order to understand it. After Jesus explained the consequence of a superficial understanding of the word of God, he then proceeds to explain exactly what the superficial understanding is. He began to dissect the commandments one after the other, giving a broad and deep meaning to the commandments that exceeded the understanding and practice of the scribes and Pharisees. Beginning with the sixth commandment, Jesus explained that the commandment not to kill goes beyond the mere shedding of blood, but that as far as we are angry with anyone, for no just cause, we are already convicted as murderers. Also, to speak evil, when he said, if you say to someone, Raka or thou fool, that is speaking evil, that if we speak evil of anyone, it is as good as killing the person. Do you see how Jesus is explaining this deep understanding as opposed to the superficial? That's what he was doing. After this, Jesus went to another commandment. He explained about how our worship is not accepted by God if we have offended anyone without making it right with the person and we bring gifts to God that God will not accept our worship. Then he proceeded to give the deep understanding of the seventh commandment. He explained that when we lost in our heart, for another person that it is as good as adultery but in the superficial understanding the pharisees will say unless you have actually engaged in sexual intercourse with a lady or with a man then you have committed adultery jesus said no just mere lusting in your mind and that that is already convicting you as an adulterer and that he explained further that the marriage vows are so deep and binding that it is a sin to divorce except for the case of fornication in one of the spouses. Jesus also explained concerning the use of curse words, talking about the third commandment of using the name of God in vain, swearing. It covers both the ninth and the third third commandment. He made us understand that to swear at all is a sin. But in the eyes of the Pharisees, it's not a sin. Do you see how Jesus was giving the superficial of the Pharisees and making people to understand that that was not enough, that they must go deeper than that? In all that Jesus was saying in that Sermon on the Mount, we can see that he was going deep 
in the spirit and principle of the law and not the mere letter of the law as the scribes and Pharisees understood it. He was basically declaring that it was what was in the heart that matters and not merely the actions taken. And this is actually the case because when we desire something in our heart, we are as guilty as if we have committed the evil we desire because the only thing stopping us from doing the evil is a lack of opportunity. But perhaps what is even deeper is when Jesus goes into the motive of our hearts. The Word of God is Jesus himself and he searches the heart just as the Word does. When we look at Matthew chapter 6, we see that after Jesus finishes explaining the depth of the commandments not, and, uh, and comp- contrasting it with the superficial of the Pharisees, he then proceeded to explain something even more deeper. The deeper part of it is motive. Like Paul said concerning the word of God in the book of Hebrews 4 verse 12 and 13, he says, For the word of God, which is Jesus Christ, and is the word which is the Bible you have. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Amen. This is exactly what the word of God does. It doesn't just check your actions. It searches the intent of the heart. It is not superficial to only look at the surface of your actions even if it is of the highest standard. Your actions may be as high in standard as possible, but the word goes beyond your actions. It checks your motives. And that was what Jesus proceeded to do when he had explained the depth of the understanding of the word of God as far as action goes. Jesus then explains how even if we keep the commandments and do so many noble acts, if the intent of our heart is defiled with selfishness, we have not exceeded the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees and are therefore far from the kingdom of God, we are still in a superficial understanding. So, just a recap before we go to the next part of motive. We have seen that a superficial understanding of the word of God, as far as action goes, reads the word of God just by the letter and doesn't understand the principle and spirit of the law. And Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, contrasting his teachings with that of the Pharisees, was giving a deep understanding as opposed to the superficial understanding. And the superficial was not enough. He said, if you follow the scribes and Pharisees' superficial understanding of the word of God, you are far from the kingdom. You will in no wise enter. Now he's going deeper. To show us what a deep understanding is, he's now going beyond actions and entering into motive. Matthew 6, reading from verse 1, he said, Take heed that you do not your arms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Amen. No reward, Jesus says. What does that mean? That means you are not entering into heaven. If you are doing your arms before men and your motive is to be seen of men, absolutely no reward. You are going nowhere. Good act, wrong motive, you are going nowhere. Superficial. Jesus explained that all good acts such as giving to the poor, giving for the work of God, 
changing our lifestyle to be in line with a deep understanding of the word of God as we have just explained, even your prayers, fasting, missionary effort, winning souls to the kingdom of God. If all these are done merely to to be seen of men, we will not receive any reward from him. Basically, he's going back to what he said earlier in the book of Matthew 5 verse 20 where he said that except your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of God. Because in Matthew 6, who was he using as example? It was the scribes and Pharisees. He said they loved to pray in public places so that they would be seen of men. And he said they will have their reward, but they will not reward get any reward from God. He talked about how they fasted to be seen of men. They will squeeze their faces and make themselves look sad and frown. And he said, oh, you want people to see you that you are fasting and use that as a mark that you are spiritual. You have gotten your reward, but you get no reward of God. The acts were good, but the motives were wrong. Therefore, they had no reward of God. No reward. Jesus had a lot to say of the superficiality of the scribes and Pharisees. In another place, he scathingly rebuked them for their superficial understanding and practice of God's word. He said in Matthew 23, verse 14 and 15, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. Therefore, you shall receive the greater damnation. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye compass sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he is made, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Amen. Look at the Acts. Pharisees and scribes, what do they do? Long prayers. Uh, is anything wrong with going around to make proselytes? These are good acts in and of themselves. But the motive behind the actions of the scribes and Pharisees were defiled with selfishness and sin, and were therefore not only unacceptable by God, but also unfruitful to the men on earth. For in the evil motive behind their religious activities, they made men twice the children of hell than themselves. Even in the matter of swearing, Jesus had more to say to rebuke the superficiality of the Pharisees. He said to them in Matthew 23 verse 16, Woe unto you, you blind guides, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple is nothing, but whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. Ye fools and blind, for whither is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifieth the gold? And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing. But whosoever sweareth by the gift that is upon it, he is guilty. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifieth the gift? Whoso therefore shall swear by the altar, sweareth by it, and by all things thereon. And whosoever shall swear by the temple, sweareth by it, and by him that dwelleth therein. And he that swear by heaven, sweareth by the throne of God, and by him that sitteth thereon. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. Ye blind guides which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup of the, and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. 
Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within, full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. You see, this is another common act of superficiality today. We perform outward acts just to appear righteous but secretly cherish evil and love it. And this is what the, Jesus had as a problem with the superficiality of the Pharisees. Their religion did not go deep within their hearts to cleanse the heart, to cleanse the soul. Their religion was only superficially in the outward actions and they felt that that was enough. And today we are understanding the superficial knowledge is not enough. and the like I said, what comes to my mind when I talk of superficiality is the Pharisees. And you can see here, Jesus is actually rebuking the superficiality of the Pharisees. You can see their understanding of the word of God with respect to swearing by the altar and by the gold in the altar or by the temple or the gold in the temple and the gifts that is brought to the temple. You see how they twist things. They don't understand the depth of how the temple is what sanctifies the gold. They also do not understand the depth of the word of God that mercy, law, and judgment and faith are more important than giving tithes of anise and mint and cumin. Not that those things were wrong, but they did not go deep enough. And Jesus said, if we don't go deeper than the Pharisees, because of their superficiality, we shall not be in the kingdom of God. So now that we have seen both what superficiality looks like and also the consequences of it, let us see how we can escape it. And in our studies, instead of having a, a superficial understanding, have a deep understanding of scripture and also get the power to escape superficiality, not just in understanding, but in practice in our lives. We read in our devotion that I may know him, page 10, paragraph 2, with painstaking effort, we should work in the minds of truth, discovering the precious jewels that have been hidden. Jesus meant just what he said when he directed his disciples to search the scriptures, John 5 verse 39. Searching means to compare scripture with scripture and spiritual things with spiritual. We should not be satisfied with a superficial knowledge." End of quote. Yesterday, when we were trying to understand who may know God, there was a passage we read which I will read now that shows us a quality we must have in order to have a deep understanding and not a superficial understanding and then after that, not just the quality but what we must now do. Isaiah 28 verse 9 and 10. Whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Amen. So to escape superficiality, the first thing you must be as a child who does not know. This was the mistake of the Pharisees. They were proud people who felt no need of anything. Like we saw yesterday, they were blind. Even here, Jesus said it, they are blind. They had ears to hear but were not hearing. Why? Pride. They already were full of themselves as though they had graduated, they had studied theology and law, so they felt no need to be taught of Jesus. They felt no need to search the scriptures as one who was a learner. They felt no need to come under the feet of Jesus in meekness and loneliness and learn of him. If we must escape superficiality, 
we must be humble we must be meek and lowly we must take away from ourselves anything that looks like you know anything come to god with a heart that is clear and open and one that is not filled with pride and self-conceit but come as a learner that is the first thing secondly you must learn to study by searching and we saw that precept must be upon precept basically that means learn by comparing scripture with scripture to get a full understanding a deep understanding of the word of god now this deep understanding cannot be gotten without prayer an example of one who prayed to receive understanding was daniel in daniel 9 verse 1 to 4 while daniel was studying the bible he had to pray and you will see the result of his prayer it says in daniel 1 let me start from verse daniel 9 let me start from verse 2 it says in the first year of his reign as the reign of darius i daniel understood by the books the numbers of the years whereof the word of the lord came to jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of jerusalem so daniel had received an understanding from the word of god and he wanted to know more then what did he do daniel 9 verse 3 and i set my face unto the lord god to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes and i prayed unto the lord my god and made my confession and said O lord the great and dreadful god keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments so he prayed he had read he understood some and then he prayed more for more understanding and what was the result of daniel's prayer daniel 9 verse 20 while he was praying it says and while i was speaking that's while i was speaking he said and while i was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people israel and presenting my supplication before god before the lord my god for the holy mountain of my god yeah while i was speaking in prayer take note what was he doing praying even the man gabriel whom i had seen in the vision at the beginning being caused to fly swiftly touched me about the time of the evening oblation and he informed me and talked with me and said "O oh daniel i am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding at the beginning of thy supplications the commandment came forth and i am come to show thee for thou art greatly beloved therefore understand the matter and consider the vision amen so what was the result of daniel's prayer an angel of the lord came to give him understanding this is an example of how willing god is to supply wisdom and knowledge to those who seek for it as for hidden treasure proverbs 2 from verse 1 to 7 tells us my son if thou will receive my words if you want to have a deep understanding that's what he's saying and hide my commandments with thee so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding yeah if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures see, do you see the criteria what will be the result then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find what now? The knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Amen. It is clear what we must do in order to escape superficiality. Proverbs 2 from verse 1 
to 4 tells us the criteria you must seek and search for wisdom and the knowledge of God as for hid treasure. You must cry after knowledge in prayer. You must lift up your voice for understanding. You must go on your knees and ask the Lord like Daniel, please open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of the law. I know it's David that said that but that is basically what Daniel was doing when he was praying. David did the same. There is no child of God who has ever received understanding without prayer. If you want to have a deep understanding, there must be prayer because God said it's only when you do this. If you see there's a condition, take note, Proverbs 2 from verse 1 down to verse 4 keeps using the word if, 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 conditional statement. If you receive my words, first of all, hide my commandments, cry after knowledge, lift your voice for understanding, seek her as silver. How do people seek for silver? They dig deep, dig the ground, keep digging and digging till you reach the depth and where you find the silver. Search for her as for hid treasures. How do people search for hid treasures? Making investigations and putting their minds to it so deeply. Only when you do this, he says, then shall thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Do you want to escape superficiality? You must dig deep and put effort, time into opening that Bible. Read it word for word. Compare scripture with scripture. And then remember, pray cry to god for understanding but you must have a heart that is willing to learn one that is humble and lowly don't come to the word of god with your own teaching be open to learn from god we should not rest content with the superficial knowledge of the word of god there is more that god wants us to know than what we do know now the word of god is described as a mine where treasures may be gotten we don't pick up things in the mine we labor we just don't go there and start picking up things on the surface no you don't find treasure on the surface of the earth. You don't pick it on the surface of the earth. You have to labor, you dig, you work hard, you sweat, you put in great effort before you can get the treasure. This is how the word of God is. This is how we may seek for God. What are we to be seeking for when reading the Bible? Let us not forget. We are seeking that we may know him and the power of his resurrection that we may attain to an excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. How are we then to get this knowledge? Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Amen. We must search with all our heart. He's still reiterating what the book of Proverbs said, searching with all your heart. We must love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And when you compare scripture with scripture, give it time. Don't be in a hurry. And have the skill of comparing scripture with scripture. Don't just read one place and then you say, oh, that's it. Then see how God treated certain situations. Then you get knowledge of God and how he sees things, how he perceives in the stories of the different people who had encounters with God, whether good or evil people. You learn lessons of what God sees as good and what he sees as evil. You start to understand the mind of God. As you come close to Jesus and observe the way he treated certain situations and then you say, "Hmm, I wouldn't have seen it this way. But I now see this is how God sees it. And then you change your mind into that mind that God has. I want to read something now to explain this deep uh, understanding, how we can escape superficiality and um, go into a deep understanding of the word of God. Talking about the man Nathaniel, who was a disciple of Jesus. You know, when he was called by Philip to come and see the Messiah, and Philip told him it's Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. 
he was discouraged and prejudiced because of where Jesus came from, which is Nazareth. And he said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? That day he had an encounter with Jesus and Jesus combated his prejudice. And what Philip told him was, come and see. And when he came to see, Jesus told him, Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no guile. And Nathanael said, How knowest thou me? And Jesus said, When you were sitting under the tree, what was Nathanael doing? He was praying. After Philip had told him about Jesus coming from Nazareth, he was discouraged. And he went to pray. And when he was praying, God revealed to me, Is he really the Messiah? Jesus knew about it. And Jesus revealed to him his, his divinity by telling him, I was there with you. Though he was not there physically. And the prejudice of Nathanael broke. I'm reading from a book, the Ellen G. White 1888 Materials, reading from page 534, paragraph 11 and downward, it says, Would it not be well for us to go under the fig tree to plead with God as to what is truth? Would not the eye of God be upon us as it was upon Nathaniel? Nathaniel believed on the Lord and exclaimed, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is what we shall see if we are connected with God. God wants us to depend upon him and not upon man. He desires us to have a new heart. He would give us revealings of light from the throne of God. We should wrestle with every difficulty. You know what it means now in context is Nathaniel had a difficulty. And what was his difficulty? His difficulty was in accepting Jesus as the Messiah because of his prejudice of Nazareth. And he wrestled with it in prayer and God saw him through. So I continue the reading. It says, we should wrestle with every difficulty. But when some controverted point is presented, are you to go to man to find out his opinion and then shape your conclusions from his? No. Go to God. Tell him what you want. Take your Bible and search as for hidden treasures. We do not go deep enough in our search for truth. Every soul who believes present truth will be brought where he will be required to give a reason of the hope that is in him. The people of God will be called upon to stand before kings, princes, rulers and great men of the earth and they must know that they do know what is truth they must be converted men and women god can teach you more in one moment by his holy spirit than you could learn from the great men of the earth the universe is looking upon the controversy that is going on upon the earth at an infinite cost god has provided for every man an opportunity an opportunity to know that which will make him wise unto salvation how eagerly do angels look to see who will avail himself of this opportunity do you see what's going on here angels are waiting who is studying who is praying we want to give you knowledge where are they it says they are eagerly waiting they are checking who is availing themselves for this opportunity i continue the reading he said when a message is presented to god's people they should not rise up in opposition to it they should go to the bible comparing it with the law and the testimony and if it does not bear the test it is not true god wants our minds to expand he desires to put his grace upon us we may have a feast of good things every day for god can open the whole treasure of heaven to us stop um what does that remind you of our first devotion was titled the treasure of god's storehouse and god can open 
the whole treasure of heaven to us. We are to be one with Christ as he is one with the Father and the Father will love us as he loves his Son. We may have the same help that Christ had. We may have strength for every emergency for God will be our front guard and our real reward. He will shut us in on every side and when we are brought before rulers, before the authorities of the earth, we need not meditate beforehand of what we shall say. God will teach us in the day of our need. Now may God help us to come to the feet of Jesus and learn of him before we seek to become teachers of others. End of quote. Amen. So, superficial knowledge. What we have just read now said, God is willing to teach you more by his Holy Spirit in one moment than what any man can teach you. But the only way to access the Holy Spirit in studying the word of God is by prayer. And by the way, don't let anyone deceive you into thinking that you must speak in tongues before you have the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that God is willing to give you the Holy Spirit just when you ask, nothing more. All you need to do is simply ask and that is it and you will be given the Holy Spirit. It is not as people say, Luke 11 verse 13, If you then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? That's all. Only ask, and the Lord will grant you His Spirit and grant you understanding. But other conditions I've said earlier of open-mindedness, meekness, lowliness, as a weaned child, all those things are necessary. If you are proud, you cannot be taught of the Holy Spirit because you are like the Pharisee. Your ear will be dull of hearing, your eye will be blind and you cannot see, your heart will be wax gross. Superficiality can be escaped by a deep study of the Word of God, comparing Scripture with Scripture, understanding the mind of God. We are told in our devotion that we don't know what God wants to do for us. When we mingle our petitions with faith and contrition like Daniel did, that's what we read, our petitions mingled with faith and contrition should go up to God for an understanding of the mysteries that God will make known to his saints. And what was Daniel doing? He prayed. His prayer was not just teach me. He mingled his prayer with faith and contrition. He confessed his sin and said, Lord, make me to understand. And what happened? An angel came to give him understanding. And we read in our devotion, an angel's pen could not portray all the glory of the revealed plan of redemption. There are many things in the word of God that we need a deep understanding of. The plan of redemption, the sanctuary, the the prophecies of the word of God and the mysteries of the things that are to come. These things are revealed, mercy and truth, how they meet together, righteousness and peace, how they have kissed each other, how God's righteousness may be imparted to us. These are deep things that we need to understand. How can a man overcome sin? How is it that the life of Christ can be imparted to us that we may be partakers of the divine nature? This is infinite wisdom, but the Lord is willing to give to us. Angels are checking who is ready, who is praying, who is studying, so that we can impart to them knowledge. Unless we search as for hid treasures, we will not find. And if our understanding is superficial like that of the Pharisees, we are going nowhere. And if our motive is selfish like that of the scribes and Pharisees. God will not accept us. May the Lord help us to escape superficiality and have a deep understanding of his word. Let us pray. Thank you, dear Father, for your word. Thank you for what you have taught us today. Help us to overcome and escape superficiality in our understanding of your word. 
teach us deep things, dear Lord, and help us that as we continue to search your word, it shall be open before us. As we dig as for hid treasures, Lord, cleanse us of all filthiness. Help that no, no atom of self will rise up and make us not to understand your word. Send forth your holy angels as they came to Daniel to grant him understanding. As you have promised here, as we have seen that angels are waiting, they are eager, checking who is willing, who is ready to avail themselves of the, of the opportunity. As we avail ourselves, please have mercy upon us and grant us not just an intellectual understanding of you, an intellectual knowledge of you, but the true saving knowledge that we may have power to live a life in harmony with your law. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. This message was brought to you by the angel with a strong voice, a ministry dedicated to preparing people to stand true to God and be ready for His imminent return. For more information and free online resources, please visit www.tawas.org. That is www.tawasv.org or contact info at tawas.org.